0: I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. The
1: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet?
2: Hey, history enthusiasts, you get not one, but two events in history today. Heads up that you also might hear two different hosts, me and Tracy V. Wilson. With that said, on with the show.
3: Welcome to the day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson, and it's September 27th. Suleiman the Great lay siege to Vienna on this day in 1529. Suleiman was the 10th sultan of the Ottoman Empire. It was a major political power, stretching all the way from the Balkans to North Africa, and Suleiman was extremely well-educated. He was a poet and a goldsmith in addition to being the head of state. He became sultan after the death of his father in 1520, when he was about 26. Suleiman immediately proved himself as a capable military leader after becoming sultan in a series of ongoing campaigns against the neighboring Christian powers in the Mediterranean area and in Central Europe. This included taking the island of Rhodes, something the Ottoman Empire had tried and failed to do back in 1480. In August of 1526, his forces moved into South Central Hungary, and in the ensuing battle, Hungarian King Louis II was killed. Two different men lay claim to the Hungarian throne after this. There was the Archduke of Austria, Ferdinand I of the House of Habsburg. There was also Janos Zapolya, also known as Lord John of Transylvania. Suleiman favored John over Ferdinand, and he recognized John as the ruler of Hungary, although essentially as his vassal. And then, because of his opposition to Ferdinand and to the House of Habsburg, he invaded Vienna in 1529. Vienna was the capital of the Habsburg-Austrian Empire. Unlike so many of his earlier campaigns, though, this one was not an immediate success. 150,000 Turks left Ottoman Bulgaria and started moving toward Vienna, but they ran into so many difficulties along the way. Some of the routes were completely impassable because of flooding. The camels that were being used as pack animals weren't adapted to this kind of weather. A lot of them got sick and died. People got sick and died, too. Disease was just rampant through his military force. Their gunpowder became soaked, their artillery became waterlogged, and there were ongoing floods which threatened to just wash the men and their equipment away and which destroyed the available crops. There are reports of the men spending the nights in trees to try to weather all of this. The people of Vienna knew that an attack was coming. They were terrified already before the Ottoman army got there. And when the Ottoman army did arrive at the outskirts of Vienna in late September, their attack was horrifying. They beheaded the men. They captured and enslaved the women and children. As more troops arrived, Suleiman sent enslaved messengers into Vienna to make its citizens an offer. If they converted to Islam and surrendered, no one would be harmed. But without a surrender, there would be a bloodbath. As the Ottoman army began the siege, they used the cannons that they had been able to salvage from all the wet weather when they started digging trenches that they planned to use to position explosives that were meant to destroy the city walls. And Viennese accounts describe the actions of the Ottoman army as just brutal. But on September 28th, a cold front moved in, bringing yet more endless rain and frigid weather In early October, Vienna deployed troops to attack the tunnelers who were still trying to work their way under the city walls to plant explosives. They took the Ottoman army by surprise and did manage to stop that tunneling, but it was at a cost of many, many lives. After having been thwarted by the weather and thwarted in the tunneling plan, the Ottoman army planned one final last-ditch assault on Vienna on October 12th, and their attempt to storm the city completely failed. At this point, the Ottoman army was almost out of food, and over the next two nights, they killed all of their prisoners of war at their camps outside of Vienna before turning around to march back home. And their retreat was deadly as well, with more and more of them dying along the way. Although Suleiman failed to take Vienna, he did cause enough problems for the Habsburgs that he was able to keep John of Transylvania as his vassal king in Hungary. You can learn more about all this in the July 7th, 2014 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class, and you can subscribe to This Day in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we have an unconventional woman and an aircraft that may fly or it may not.
4: Hey, this is Christina Quinn.
0: Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed, straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a guillotine Available wherever you get your podcast.
1: Navy Federal Credit Union, our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
4: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Eves and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. The day was September 27, 1924. Earl Rudolph Powell, better known as Bud Powell, was born in New York City. Powell was instrumental in the development of modern jazz music. Though he died when he was just 41 years old, his accomplishments as a jazz soloist greatly contributed to the growth of bebop. Musical talent ran in Powell's family. His grandfather, father, and siblings were all musicians. His father was a stride pianist. Stride was a jazz piano style that developed as the popularity of ragtime was dying down. Stride pianists play the melody with the right hand while the left hand alternates between a single note and a chord played an octave or more higher. The left hand had to go greater distances on the keyboard, often very quickly, and improvisation was more important than it had previously been. When Powell was a child, his father began teaching him classical music. At age 15, he dropped out of DeWitt Clinton High School to pursue his passion, playing the piano. He began playing at clubs in Coney Island and Harlem. In the mid-1940s, Powell met Thelonious Monk, a jazz pianist and composer at Minton's Playhouse in Harlem, and Monk became a mentor to him. Powell became a regular feature at Minton's Playhouse, known for its role in the development of modern jazz and jam sessions with people like Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and Kenny Clark. Powell also toured and recorded with trumpeter Cootie Williams' orchestra. He recorded with tenor saxophonist Dexter Gordon, and he played on Charlie Parker's Savoy Sessions. He recorded the five-volume The Amazing Bud Powell in the 1940s and 1950s. Influenced by Art Tatum, Charlie Parker, Billy Kyle, and Thelonious Monk, Powell emerged as a leading figure in bebop. He found a lot of success as a pianist, though Black audiences were not initially completely receptive to modern jazz in the 1940s. Still, Powell faced physical and mental struggles. He spent time in a psychiatric hospital from 1947 to 1948 after getting in a fight at a bar. At Cretemore State Hospital, he received electroconvulsive therapy. After he was released from the hospital, he was placed in convalescent care, which was basically parole. Powell returned to music, but he spent a lot of time from 1951 to 1953 institutionalized after he was arrested on a drug charge. In February of 1953, the state of New York declared him incompetent and incapable of handling his own money. Oscar Goodstein, Powell's manager and owner of Birdland Nightclub, became his committee and began managing his money. Goodstein got Powell steady work, but Powell was still struggling with his mental health. His relationships with his colleagues were deteriorating in the late 1950s. After spending more time in the hospital, Powell moved to Paris with Altivia Edwards, and he soon began playing in France and touring throughout Europe. Edwards and a friend, Francis Podra, looked out for Powell while in Europe, but he was deeply affected by his alcoholism, mental illness, and medication. In 1963, he contracted tuberculosis. Back in New York, musicians put together a benefit concert to help him with medical expenses. In 1964, he moved back to the U.S. He continued to play the piano, and his return was celebrated, though his performances did not get rave reviews. His music suffered as his health declined, and he missed some of his performances. On July 31, 1966, he died of health complications. His pioneering work in bebop continued to influence later musicians, like Bill Evans, Cecil Taylor, and Horace Silver. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have any burning questions or comments to tell us, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. See you same place, same time tomorrow.
4: WORK.
1: Zumo Play.